I'm Stacy. Hey, I'm Steph. Welcome to Harnessing Your Power, where we discuss everyday topics to break through the stigma and harness our power through self-mastery. Tune in every Tuesday to join us in conversation as we dig deep into our minds and get closer and closer to our highest self. How are you doing today, Seth? How are you feeling? Fantastic. How are you? I'm still sending it out. Take your time. Right. I'm doing great. Honestly, I can't believe it's already Thursday. Like, I know. <laughs> this week I... has flown by. Uh, yeah, I definitely said happy Thursday or happy Friday. <laughs> I was like, oh, I am definitely ahead of myself, but it's been an amazing hey. week. Um, I'm super excited to be on here today. As we were talking about the topics, we came across action a few different times. And I feel like every time we both kind of hesitated. I think the first time I kind of had kind of hesitated, then you did, then I did, and we were just like, mm. and then I feel like as soon as I started listening to things about action, I felt really excited about it. So I guess I kind of just want to start off by asking Hey guys, how many people, we already had a live about goals, but how many people have actually, if you were on here before, if you have some resolutions or some goals written down for your new year, how many people have actually either crossed off a goal or if you haven't quite yet crossed off a goal, have at least consistently been working at one of these specific goals or a couple of these specific goals? Drop something in the chat, a yes, a one, an emoji, anything. Hi, Kobe. Hi, Ishka. And then same question goes for you, Stacey. Yeah. Um, ooh, Ash has. Love to hear it. Hear it. <laughs> All right. Okay, right now, Ishka, I, I see you. Working towards goals right there. I love it. Yes. Um, personally, I have not actually crossed off any goals yet. Um, but I have been consistently working towards some, um, well, towards all of them, actually, <laughs> indirectly in a way, all of them, but specifically some. And I do have a few goals that are like daily or weekly reminders to do throughout the whole year, um, like mm. meditate, actually smile randomly, which I took from Soraya when you mentioned that, um, and just different things that I guess are more reminders but I have been really conscious and intentional if I've been doing them every day. And for the most part, I have. So I could kind of cross them off, but they're things that I want to keep doing all year. Um, but yes. what about you? Have you crossed anything off? I have crossed off a few goals and I got really excited, but I also feel like when we were talking about goal setting on our last live or not the last live, but a couple lives ago, um, I did set some goals that were like smaller goals towards bigger goals. And I actually really like that because as soon as I started writing them down and going back and crossing them off, I got a lot more excited towards the bigger goal, um, which I feel like has a lot to do with today's topic. Um, and I have so much to say about action. It seems like a lot of people on here today have been taking a lot of action. And I feel like we usually start off with some kind of definition, but I actually did not look that up. Did you by any chance? I did not. That's so interesting. 
Um, yeah, I feel like we always do. We usually um, both look it up and then we kind of come yes. up with different definitions. Yes. I'm um, real quick because honestly. I okay. feel like I definitely want to hear it and so, I'm surprised we just didn't. Yeah. I, wow. Um, so there's a few different definitions. The first one is the state or process of acting or doing. Okay. The second one is something that is done or accomplished. So it's kind of interesting mm -hmm. that action can be kind of like a verb and a noun. Speaking as like mm -hmm. the act of actually doing something, but then also like the action completed. I don't think I ever looked at, I don't think I ever looked at action like that actually. I mean, the action of crossing off the goal the action of completing, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So one of the first things that I started looking into when I was thinking of, okay, cool action. Um, I started getting consumed with the idea of have I even done enough action this year to be talking about action? And I think Lily Bell. And I feel sorry. And I feel like I got really consumed with that and I was almost like almost feeling like we shouldn't be talking about action and as I started listening not we but me um and I started listening to certain things started getting in like the groove of okay action what is action what does it actually mean to me and one of the first things that I had heard was a lot of people are more consumed with the thought of ideas or projects or planning than actually doing. And where that stemmed from, it was a story of a guy who had these big post-it notes and he put problem solving or we'll, we will solve your problems, problem solving booth. And people were so consumed by the idea of going to have their problems solved that they would just go there and have this guy like come up with ideas to solve their problems. So at the end of it, they had so many ideas, but did any of it ever actually get done? Did any of it ever actually get put into play? And I feel like I very much have been there. I've, been, <laughs> I've very much been that person that I'm like, I wanna get it. Okay, this is a great idea. This is a great idea. This is a great idea. And then we get so many great ideas and then where are these ideas? Um, do you feel like you've ever found yourself here? Absolutely. <laughs> um, I am definitely, well, no, I'm not gonna claim this. I am not this, but I tend to over plan um, and really focus on making sure that I'm starting off whatever it is I wanna do in the best way possible to ensure my success. And this is actually something that I did not realize that much about myself until I started preparing for this live. Um, so I came across a definition called perfectionist paralysis. Mm. And this is what we experience when we are so caught up in the plan and we're so caught up in making sure that we have all the best possible information and that we're going to do it the right way. A huge thing is being focused on doing it the right way from the very beginning. And that keeps us in a state of um, passive action. 
And passive action is that state, like you're saying, when it's just very consuming and you're just focusing on studying or planning. And while all of that is good and that's definitely a necessary step, obviously we have to have the idea and then plan and then act, but we can get stuck in that passive action place. And that's why we don't see the results because we might tell ourselves like, well, you know, I'm thinking about this goal every day. I'm, I'm planning for it. I'm, I'm researching. I'm figuring out what it is I need to do. Why am I not seeing success? And it's because we're not taking that next step of actually acting. Um, and when I read this, I literally wrote my notebook. OMG, this is me. <laughs> I have actually talked to you, Steph, recently about this, how I was reflecting on the last year and the last few months of the last year. And I was like, wow, I came up with all these great ideas. I started all these new projects. So for me, it wasn't really starting something. I started stuff, but I wasn't able to finish it. And I was like, I'm working on these same things every day. How come I'm not fully accomplishing something? And when I was reading all about this, I was like, whoa, because I'm really stuck. And that fear of it just not being perfect the first time. And I think that's something that a lot of us deal with. So before you read that, did you, or listen to that, did you already consider yourself to be a perfectionist? Yes. <laughs> sometimes not. It's something I used to always consider myself. And then as I've been growing and learning to uh, not, focus on things I don't have control over and just becoming more with the flow. Um, it's something I've been working to not feel like is myself, <laughs> but okay. it's, it's definitely something that I've always realized. I was just wondering, because I feel like I've, I have definitely felt like that is definitely me as well. Um, and I feel like it took me a lot to look at that and be like, wow, that is me. Um, but I had also listened to a podcast that I, it just kind of clicked in my head now, um, where she literally said perfectionism is procrastination because we're so concerned about that. Literally what you were saying and making the two one was almost like, wow, like things don't necessarily always have to be perfect. They just have to get done. Right. Um, and something that I had listened to and that really resonated with me is we need to start looking at ourselves, our current selves and our future selves, and basically us at every minute as different versions of ourselves. And the gap between actually planning and doing is inconsistencies between our past and current selves. So are we thinking about what our current self is actually going to, or our future self is actually going to want to do or is going to be willing to do versus what we're going to do now? And a lot of that stems from we think that the person that we are going to be in the future is so much more like the person that we, that we are right now than we actually are going to be. So yes, we can say, um, and I think the perfect example for this for a lot of people is we can say, hey, I want to wake up in the morning early <laughs> or earlier, maybe just a little bit earlier. But is the you in the morning actually going to want to do that? And that's not to say, hey, don't <laughs> don't strive to wake up earlier if you don't want to wake up. But so she said, basically, there was three different ways 
three different inconsistencies. And the first one was circumstances change. Sometimes we just have different information than we did in the past to cause us to make different decisions. But sometimes our preferences change. And that almost, and I think I touched on this, um, but that almost made me think of, I used to bartend and sometimes I have to go get gas on my way home or on my way to work. And I'd be like, well, I'm not gonna do it on my way because I have to get to work, which would probably be the smartest thing to do. So I, I'd go to work and then I'd be on my way home and I'll be like, it's two in the morning, three in the morning. I'm not gonna do that right now. It's so late. Like I'll just get it tomorrow before work. <laughs> and then the next day as I'm on my way to work, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to stop now. I have to do this. And are we being empathetic to our future selves? Because there's been so many times where I'm like, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. And then I start thinking back at my old self and I'm like, if I would have just done it then, I wouldn't be freaking out now. Or if we ever forgot that we needed to put in gas and going, in, going to work, now I'm late. Now there's different consequences that I have to do. So are we thinking about the consequences that we are giving to our future self? And when I thought of it like that, I'm like, wow, we like to be so empathetic to other people. We like to be considerate of other people's times, but are we being considerate of our own selves and the person that we're going to be in the future? <laughs> yeah, that is so interesting because I think we're all guilty of doing that. I mean, a lot of people have said right here in the chat that they've experienced the same type of thing. Um, and I feel like that is interesting because it kind of comes down to almost improper planning. It's not that like you didn't have a plan, but just was your plan really the best plan? And a lot of that comes down to when we plan just to put something off instead of planning to take action now. Maybe you're rushing to get to work so you don't have time to fill up right now, but you're gonna put $5 in so that way at least you can get home. So you can take that small action now Maybe not the full thing, but at least get started. Yes. Honestly, yes. Thanks. And I love that Nat said, do it for your future self. Your future self will thank you. And something that I had written down was we're trading off the well-being of our different selves. Which self is more important? And sometimes like we think of our future selves and our future self is the least important when in reality now we're looking back and we're like, oh, and I love that you said the thing about improper planning, because are we blaming our, which self is at fault? Because, and what I wrote down was, did we fail to do the right things or did we fail to plan the right things? And that's exactly what you said. And I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at the same time, being aware to that, what, like, what would you say the solution to that would be? Is it planning differently? But then at that point, what does that leave you at? Like, right. if we um, plan different, go, go for it. <laughs> oof, I, I have a few different things to say. Um, it kind of ties into a few different things I had written down that I wanted to um, touch on. But the main thing is how, going back to what I said about passive action, and the exact opposite of passive action is what is referred to as massive action. And massive action mm. is focused on creating. And it is that commitment to yourself that you're going to keep going until you achieve your goal. And that you're going to take these small actions consistently until you achieve it. 
So that's where it's not necessarily like stay in the planning phase and just completely, um, you know, replan, but it's what can you do right now? Because to be honest, there's always something you can do right now. Even if maybe something that you need to do for the next step of your goal has to be done during business hours and it's the middle of the night, you can still do something right now to make whatever you have to do during business hours easier and smoother, whether it's just thinking about it or planning or whatever it is, but there's always something that can be done. So it's not about, it's about not only taking that like first step and getting started, but that consistent action and those consistent small steps, which really lead to those quantum leaps and lead to your future self being set up in the exact way you want. Um, and that also comes down to sacrifice. So one thing I listened mm. to, the, the um, gentleman's main point was that there is no easy route. He said we often not only look for the perfect way to do something, but let's be real, we look for the easiest way, right? I mean, hmm. why do something hard if it's not have to be hard? But the reality is for a lot of the things we want to do in our life and our goals, there is no easy route. So once you have that awareness and you accept that, um, then you can start to realize that that might mean sacrifices now. You always hear that, like, work hard now so you can play hard later. And that doesn't mean, you know, never take a break right now, never play right now. But if your future self is a millionaire who works four hours every single day and has three days of the weekend off where they don't work at all, you can't do that right now. <laughs> if you do that right now, then you're not going to be doing that in the future. You're going to be slaving your life away. So it's about realizing, like you said, where that consistency can be and what you can do right now to set yourself up to have your like most ideal future. Yes. And when you started talking about setting ourselves up and doing the things or work hard now so we can play hard later, that's also where I was going with when we are looking at the, when we're looking at which self is most important. A lot of times we think our current self is most important and we're thinking with our current thoughts not when we're planning, but when we're actually doing. Mm. But when we're planning, we're thinking about our future selves. But how many times have you had a plan and not actually stuck to it? So when Nat was talking about subtasks, so many people said, wow, 500 goals or even 300 goals or even 100 goals sounds so overwhelming. But can you create sub goals? Can you sit here and actually do small action things? I love that you said massive action. And then you were, you followed massive action and you would think massive, you would think big, but you followed massive action with saying, staying committed to yourself and doing small actions to get to your most massive actions. And I think that's where like the goals, like the goal things lie. Like sometimes we're so concerned on like this big goal and that's all we can see. But can we also take care of ourselves to give us, I feel like we're so, we're in a time where we love instant gratification. And when we put those big goals or we set this big task or a big project, we're so ready to get it done and <laughs> to be there. And those subtasks or those smaller goals or those smaller actions are exactly the stepping stones to get us there. And there was this quote, and I don't know when, where, who said it or where I heard it, um, but 
somewhere I heard something along the lines of, if you were to do your whole life over again, to where you're at now, knowing everything you know now, you would get so much more done. Why is that? Why would we do so much more? Like, have you ever thought back to like a school year? Like, have you ever thought back to your to high school years? Like, any to last weekend? Why didn't I get some of my to do list done last weekend? So I had less to do this week. Like, mm, yes, yes. Sorry, I'm waving. <laughs> um, and like, there's been so many times where I think back and I'm like, I could have done so much more. There's so much more. Yes, and <laughs> cause a lot less stress. Exactly. Um, um, but we are so powerful. Like, I think we forget how much power we actually have to even bring ourselves, and not even just goal-oriented. Like, yes, goal-oriented, but also action in what's going to make you feel better today? What's going to make you smile today? What's going to uplift you? Um and even like in other things, action doesn't have to necessarily be goal oriented. Um, though I'm that's very much where we're leading to, but how many things do we fail to do just because we didn't think about them? Mm. Yeah. Or just because like I feel like when I was thinking of goals, I thought of so many things that I was like, oh, I guess I would have never thought about doing that. But yeah, sure, I'll put that on my list. Exactly. Bringing that awareness. Um I, a quote I read that, I'm not sure, I can't remember who it was by. It was by someone famous, but it said, doing nothing gets you nothing. Mm. And like, as simple as that sounds and as obvious as that sounds, so why not at least do something? We often have a fear that like, okay, so <laughs> that um, comes into the next thing that I wanted to talk about was um, kind of like what, prevents us from taking action sometimes or mm. what causes us to to sometimes be in this stuck situation and then how can we get out of that and one of the main things that um causes us to feel stuck and or to not even take the first action or consistent action um there's a few different things the first thing is if we don't have a clear enough plan or a measurable goal so that's another reason why having those smaller goals can not only make us feel better for when they're accomplished, but it can literally help us create that action. Because if you mm -hmm. have a goal to be a millionaire, you need to have a goal to have a hundred thousand dollars. You shouldn't be focused on having a mm -hmm. million dollars if you don't even have a hundred thousand dollars. So having that focus um, or not having that focus prevents us from taking action sometimes. And the second reason is if we already try, and I'm saying try on purpose, if we already tried doing it and we gave up, that mm. is actually something that makes us have the most fear of ever trying again. Think about a time that you failed at something you did, or maybe you were rejected by um, someone or a job or like whatever it is. How hard is it to like push and try again? It's because it's not just starting off, but it's literally facing that fear and facing that failure and saying, no, I'm going to keep pushing through. And that's where the massive action can come into play. Because if you're just focused on getting to that goal, then you know that you will do whatever it takes to get there. 
but you have to let go of some of that fear or not let go of it, but confront it. And the third mm. thing that I think is one of the hardest and the most common is our self-limiting beliefs that either we're not good enough or we don't deserve it or that, oh, I'm lazy or I didn't accomplish that because I didn't have time or I didn't accomplish that because, yeah, I suck. How often do we look back and we say, oh, man, I didn't do what I needed to or what I wanted to. And we just have this negative self-talk of, yeah, because I suck. Yeah, because I'm lazy. There's that, or maybe we didn't even start because we don't even think we deserve that chance. Oftentimes, we block mm. off blessings just because we limit ourselves in our mind. And that's where it comes down to changing your thoughts. So I'm really big on thought work. And the process of thought work is that your thoughts create your emotions, which create your actions, which create your results. And often, if we don't have the results we desire, we focus on changing the action. We focus that, oh, we didn't do the correct action. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's an easy fix. But more often than not, it's that we didn't have the right thought. It's that we had some type of doubt or we had some type of misconception. And that's why we're not getting that result. Um, so that is what they said about um, some reasons why we don't take action. And then I do have a few tips about how to kind of get unstuck if we're ever feeling kind of in that funk, mm. like, oh, I don't know how to move forward. But before I say that, is there anything that you do or any time that you've ever Ooh, that I, has helped you get out of that? Yes. Okay. First of all, yes, all of it. But I actually have a question for you before I finish that. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a statement question, both. So this actually ties into something I had heard C. John say on a call recently. Um, or maybe it wasn't C. John. Maybe it was a car, actually. I don't know. But it was on a call. And they were talking about the fact that sometimes we're focusing so much on the emotion that we're feeling when we didn't accomplish something. So, yes, we can work on changing the thought. But do you think that sometimes we're so focused on that bad emotion of, oh, I suck, or, oh, I didn't do that. And now our emotions are creating our thoughts, are creating our actions. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I definitely think that's uh, an issue sometimes. And one thing I, I'm going to say one thing I read a thousand times, <laughs> and pretty much everything I'm saying is from what I've read or listened to recently, mixed yeah. with my own thoughts. So um, one thing was mentioning that when we have a new idea, it's best to act on that new idea within the first 72 hours because not only are we feeling the most inspired, but we haven't even given our brain a chance to think of the negative outcomes. So the sooner we take that mm. action, we don't even think about the doubt. We don't even think, oh, this could go wrong. We're just like, no, I'm doing it. But sometimes, mm. especially if we do see failure along the way, we do get stuck in those emotions. Um, and that's actually why I got really into thought work because and we'll have to talk about this more when we discuss emotions. But yes, I felt like my emotions were really controlling my thoughts and my mind and my actions. And that's when I came across thought work of interrupting all of that at the thought before it even becomes mm. the emotion. Mm. So it definitely takes that level of awareness um, to break out of, but... I do think that, you know, we do get stuck in some of those negative emotions sometimes.
Yes. Yes. So I like that. I actually wrote that down, interrupting at the thought. Um, I love that. So you did ask, what are some things that I do? Um, and I like that you said to do it within the first 72 hours, because I feel like that's something that I wasn't doing. I very much am a planner. Um, I mean, I've told you about, you know, we've talked about so many plans that we've each had. And you know what, I feel like this um, live was actually one thing that we did. We're like, okay, so do you want to next? Do you want to do it next week? Okay, yeah, let's just do it. Let's just do it. And I think that's the only reason that we're actually here doing it now. And it's turning into something much bigger than we not bigger, but like much more than I think either one of us. I think we just expected to do a live and and that was it. Yeah, I thought. Uh, yeah, do I don't know. Yeah. And I think something that I started doing now, and this is very recent, and this is something that I hope to see change future action taking, but um, writing the thought down before it even goes away. Because sometimes I feel like, do you ever have like this idea and you're just like, oh my gosh, that would be brilliant. And then we don't write it down. And then we don't do anything to follow it. And then we don't write the actions we could possibly take. And um, have you seen the pink, the pink flamingo floaties for the pool? Yes. So that actually started because a guy went to a party and he saw a white swan floaty and he was like, wow, I wonder if they have any pink flamingo ones. And he looked it up and there wasn't any. And so that, I don't know if it was the same day or that very next day. But he looked up a manufacturer in China, I think it was. He said, hey, can you make this done? He got a sample and then he created pinkflamingo.com. But it was only because he looked it up immediately. It was only because, how many, how many times have you had that thought, oh, that would be cool if it was something else, like the swan versus the flamingo. But have yeah. you ever actually looked up what it was that you were thinking? Um, so that's something that I've... Yeah, not only did he look it up, but then he did the next action because that's still kind of like the planning first stage. But then he actually acted on it and he called the manufacturer because also how many times have you had an idea, maybe looked it up, maybe planned about it, but then act on it. And then years later, someone else did. And you're like, oh, yeah. that first. Yes, yes. Wow. Wow. Absolutely. Um, and I think also... Going back to some whoever I was listening to, um, I feel like I should start like getting their names or something. But they were talking about creating. We think of, so we plan, but instead of doing the actual planning, so basically there was a story of somebody who wanted to create a flower shop. And sometimes there's so many goals that we think about. Yeah, maybe someone. Maybe some point down the line, I'll start this. Or maybe some point down the line, I'll do this. But are we really creating, and it goes back to smaller action, are we really creating those small actions to even, when you talked about looking it up, I think that that is part of the action. I mean, obviously it needs to continue with more action, um, but making those small actions to get to the big action. Um, and I think that's also something that I started doing, which is why I have some smaller goals that I was able to cross off. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. And I'm also so happy that you have
recently kind of had this shift and that you're crossing these goals off and having such a strong start to your year. Um, but exactly, that is actually the first tip that I wrote down for taking action and being able to see the results that you want is taking the first mm. step and taking the first action. So that, that is the research, whatever it is. Um, the other tip is start where you are and stay consistent and don't fear restarting. Um, and a helpful model that um, you can use once you realize that you need to take action and that you want to be consistent with it is called the GROW model. And it stands for goal, reality, opportunities, and outcome, way forward. So the first step is the goal. Obviously, figuring out what your larger goal might be, but what your more specific, measurable, um, attainable goal is. And then reality is understanding your current situation. So I was thinking about like an example for this. And the first thing that came to my mind um, was what if I had a goal to compete in a bodybuilding contest this year? Hmm. I might have to reevaluate that goal when I get to the second step of reality and understanding my current situation. Because right now I live in California where gyms are completely closed down. And I don't have that much of my own personal gym equipment. So is that even a good goal to have for myself this year? And kind of having wow. that evaluation and shifting of the goal to ensure that your goal is actually attainable. And then the third one is the options and opportunities. So seeing what it is you can do, what possible um, opportunities are out there and what are the options for your plan or your next step. And then the way forward deciding on that first action and going and doing it. Um, and I really loved that model because I think it is important to spend time in the reflecting and in the planning stage. Like I said, to make sure your goals are not only attainable, but they align with what you actually want. But then that way forward step just really takes that and to make it into your reality and actually to take that action and get your results. I like that you said, is it aligned with what you really want? Because at the end of the day, if it's an original goal, I think that's where the planning stages also come in. Okay, cool. I want to do this bodybuilding competition. Okay, cool. Gyms are closed. But is there another step that you can add in to possibly, and that goes back to how bad do you really want that goal? Is it something that's aligned with what you really want? Um, could you get the equipment? <laughs> And could you get yourself to a place where you're still going to be doing the things that you want? And I think that all comes down to the commitment, but also your why and why you even want that in the first place. And I like that you put reality in there because back going back to when we were talking about awareness um, and did we fail to do the right thing or fail to plan the right thing, there's two different options. You can either, and I hated when she said this, but now I'm like, oh, okay. Awareness. You Once you're aware, you could either create a more realistic plan and close that gap between planning and doing. But I hate the word realistic because what is realistic for you? What can, I feel like I'm very much the person that believes if you can think it, you can achieve it. If you can see it and believe it, then you can definitely achieve it. But then it goes back to how committed are you? Can you commit 
to the thing that you said that you were going to do? Can you be extremely intentional with your word? And Katie literally just told me this. Um, so I don't know if she's still on here, but if she did, she literally just told me this. And, you know, being impeccable with your word. And yes, not you really do create your own reality. And how committed are you to your future self? <laughs> yeah. And that's why I think it's important to make sure that our goals are things that we truly want. Because that was actually another point about what might be blocking you from your action is because maybe you don't want that mm. goal. Maybe deep down, mm. you actually want that. And an example they gave was um, going to college or getting a certain degree. Maybe a lot of people face um, family pressures to go to college. And so maybe you're not seeing the results you want in the classes you're taking because you don't actually want that degree. So really getting in tune with yourself. Mm. And then, like you said, being able to focus on your why to persevere. So, um, an example of that is think about a time that you have been driving home from work or driving home from a friend's house and you really want to get home. You're super tired and you hit red light after red light after red light. And now you're stuck in traffic for an hour. Are you going to turn around and go back to work? Are you going to give up and sit in your car right in the middle of the street forever? Or are you going to keep driving home? Even though you don't even know how many more red lights you could hit, you don't even know what traffic might be ahead of you, but you know that you have to get home, so you keep going. And when I read that story, I was like, whoa, that's so true. And yes, you might get frustrated. Yes, you might be cursing at this traffic. You might be, you know... <laughs> yelling at the red light or whatever it is, but you keep pushing forward. So really any of goals that we're working towards, we should have that same passion and that same drive to push forward no matter what it is. Yes, we don't know what obstacles we're gonna face. And yes, there will 100% of the time will be an obstacle. It will never be so mm. easy. It will always be hard, but that's what makes it exciting too. And that's what makes once you achieve those goals, it to feel so good and so rewarding because you know that you committed to yourself you gave yourself your word and you went and did it like <sighs> yes I love that story because I feel like I very much have been at times where I'm like we were talking about feeling stuck and I hate using that term because it's it's not something I want to like I don't want to feel stuck that isn't that isn't a term that I want to use because you can actually this is not even anything that i watched for this but it's something that was so good um it was a story about <laughs> it was a story about a farmer who had a donkey and his donkey fell in a well and like uh, a well thing and he was crying so miserably and he couldn't get out and so the farmer came and was figuring out how to take this donkey out but he couldn't take him out. And he was like, the donkey's old anyways. I need to cover this well anyways. It's fine. We're just going to cover the donkey with dirt. Yeah, that was in my face too. I was like, wait, what? So he calls his neighbors and they start putting dirt on his donkey and like covering the donkey. And the donkey starts crying so bad when he realizes what's happening. He feels stuck. He knows he's about to be covered with all this dirt that's falling on him. And then he shakes the dirt off and steps and then shakes the dirt off and steps. And with all the dirt that keeps being thrown on this donkey, 
he shakes it off and steps and climbs right out. And with what you're saying about feeling stuck, and I've very much felt that, goes all right back to being committed to that. You know, Natalie said, I'm committed to a relationship with my future self 100%. And it's having that for sure goal, like, no, I'm going to do this. My favorite mantra of all time that I'm sure I say of on every live is my success is inevitable. No matter what, my success is inevitable. And it's knowing that you're going to get there no matter what. And shaking that dirt off, shaking when all these problems and all this crap that gets dumped on you sometimes, or at least that's what it feels like, can you shake it off, take a step forward, take it as a stepping stone, and fail forward? Mm, I love that. Fail forward and just the donkey. Um, that's such a powerful story. And that, like you said, does come back to like our belief level. Because if we have that belief in ourselves, we should be able to shake off whatever is thrown at us. And that is how we're able to tap into our power to be able to turn, to be able to recycle our pain and our problems into passion. And to be able to take yes. everything thrown at us and use that as fuel to achieve our goals and to keep taking those actions and to not let it stop. Because what would happen if that donkey didn't shake one time? What would happen if that donkey didn't shake the first time and then it was too late to shake because now there's too much dirt on top of him? Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, yes, I love that so much because how many times do we not shake things off? How many times do we let ourselves sit in the dirt and now we're like oh this feels so heavy but how to and like how do we even get ourselves to sh like i feel like i have been at a point where i'm like oh i need i know i need to shake it off i know i have to but how and i mean with that action <laughs> exactly Exactly. And that is how you can start to see every setup, every setback as a setup for a major comeback. Mm. Oh, I feel like Sometimes, I that down. Yes. When I heard that, I was like, whoa. So if you are able to literally change your thought and see a small bump in the road, a small obstacle, a small setback, instead of having fear evoked and instead of like, um, feeling unsure you see that as whoa now I'm about to come back even harder seeing every setback as actually an amazing opportunity to excel even beyond that and to actually feel grateful for those setbacks yes I saw somebody had written a caption talking about um sometimes we look at being underestimated as a problem but can we look at that as oh, I'm being underestimated. I'm the underdog. Watch me come even harder. Watch me really, really shake the room. And because I was underestimated, now that power is even bigger. And I was like, oh, yes. Like really making that comeback, really having that big, wow. <laughs> um, but you said every step, looking at every setback as a setup for... A major, major comeback. comeback. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like I need to stop down for sure. Yes, I, I wrote that down. Um, 
we are coming up on 45 minutes, but there was one other thing I wanted to touch on. Um, and it's kind of a whole conversation in itself, but we could just briefly touch on it. But I wanted to start by asking you, how important do you think manifesting and faith and belief is in order to have action or in order to see your action bring the results? Or how do you feel about the relationship kind of like between manifesting and action? So, I love that. Um, So I feel like this kind of goes back to what we were saying about um, thought, emotion, and action. But I think they're equally as important. I don't want to give one or the other a stronger power because, yes, the action is important. But if you don't believe that you can do it in the first place, if you don't, if you don't have that belief in yourself already or in what it is that you're doing already, then what is your action really going to look like? Because I feel like part of manifestation, I feel like part of, hey, I'm going to manifest this thing. So talking about a car, do you have a dream car? Yeah. What's your dream car? A Tesla. <laughs> a Tesla what? Um, Model X. What color? Black. What kind of interior? All black. When you get it, where are you driving? Through LA, Beverly Hills with the palm trees. Who's in your passenger seat? My boyfriend. And my dog in the back. What basket. are you listening to? Yes, what are you listening to? His music. <laughs> what does the day look like? It's beautiful and it's sunny and it's like four o'clock, so the sun is getting ready to set. <laughs> I feel like not everybody can answer that. You already have such a perfect picture in your head. Now, do you know how much your Tesla costs? Exactly how you want it. No. Do you know what the maintenance is on it if something breaks? No. Do you I know, where, know all where all the charging charge it? <laughs> I was about to say, do you know where all the charging stations are? No. <laughs> and I think that's also where manifestation comes through with action. We're setting up all these smaller actions. And actually, the first time I ever heard that was Alex Morton was literally asking those questions. And I had that same vision. Like when you were asking, <laughs> Thank you, Ruby. I think you guys have the same dream car. <laughs> um, she said, download the app. Okay. Um, but, you know, really taking that into consideration and really looking at, I went on, I really want a Porsche Macan white and with vegan interior and oh. I actually went on the website I looked it up I built it for myself I put the rims on it that I wanted I put everything about it that I wanted and then I really looked at the price and I was like okay cool now I have a plan yes. um but at the same time there goes that action what do I need to do to even be able to make he said, oh, <laughs> vegan. Yes, vegan. <laughs> I couldn't. I feel like I can't feel okay with not getting vegan interior. Um, I, I'm adding that to my Tesla also. <laughs> yes. I, Ruby made me feel weird about not vegan interior, and now I can't not think about it. Um, but that's a conversation for another time. Um, but, you know, yes, we can manifest all these things. And yes, I can have that vision of this car in my head and my perfect car. Now, what am I doing to actually create that income 
to get to that dream car that I want? Am I saving enough to get to that dream car that I want? And like same vice versa. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a car. It could be a goal that you've set for yourself this year. You know, do you believe enough that you will have it? Um, I hope that answers your question how you wanted it to. But what about you? What, how do you feel about that relationship between manifestation and action? So I feel like I have really tackled with the concept of manifestation recently. It's something mm. I practice in my life a lot. But as it's gotten more and more popular, I started to feel a little unsure about it. Um, mm. So this live actually helped me to realize, like you kind of said, the power of both and how you truly need both in order to see that success. So one of my favorite mantras that I learned from you, Seth, is that the universe is always working in my favor. And the other side of that is that I'm also working with the universe. Yes. Because opportunities won't come if we don't take that action. And while the universe might be setting everything up for us in the background, it's not just going to pop up on your door. Um, so I do think it's so important to have different type of manifestation practices. But I feel like some people who might just newly be getting into that think that's all it is. If I just think about it hard enough, it'll come true. Yes, if you do that and take the next step. What were you about to say? <laughs> I was going to say, even just taking the first step can be extremely powerful because one of the, one of the biggest things that I feel like comes with manifestation is when you say it's not just going to show up on your door, it's if it does show up on your door because it can okay. happen, are you ready to take it? Are you ready for that to come to you? Are you prepared? Did you get to the point where you got, you're so sure that this thing is going to happen that you actually did the actions to make that thing happen? Um, and I, yeah, I feel like they're both equally as important. And I, and I feel like I understand what you're saying with becoming unsure of it because I feel like even like, I guess I've, I can, I can say there's times where I've caught myself being like, okay, well, I need to think about it hard enough, but what, what action do I need to put into that? And I feel like I've, there's been times where I've literally written that down, like, okay, cool. I want this so bad. Now what's next? Now what do I do? Yeah. But that's also, hey, can you envision your highest self and then show up as her? Mm. And I, I do think that's where a lot of people get, um, cut off with manifestation like or getting frustrated with that manifesting power um but the same way that manifestation is a muscle i feel like action is also a muscle um and i actually heard that and i was like the more you practice hey an idea popped into my head write it down figure out what i need to do to get to that next step the more you're going to be action oriented the more that you're going to feel comfortable going and taking that first step each and every single time. Same with manifestation. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's so true because that does just go back to all the little steps adding up to quantum leaps and just mm. doing all those little things. Um, wow. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I am so happy about how well this life has gone because I was feeling a little scattered because Same. 
it's just been so many breakthroughs that I've had these last few days while preparing for this live that, like you said, at first I was like, oh, am I qualified to talk about this right now? Like, am I doing enough? A little imposter syndrome. And then it was like, whoa, my mind. Yes. Can we talk about that next week? Imposter syndrome? Yes, because that's something that I've done a lot of research on. Um, yeah, I would love to. Okay, perfect. Uh, that's definitely one that I'd love to talk about. Or even like, I feel like there's still so much behind action versus manifestation. Um, yeah, that could be like a whole one. Yeah, I feel like we can definitely unpack on that a lot. Um, I know we've gone way over what <laughs> I feel like this is actually one of our longer ones. Um, but as always, thank you for everything. Um, I feel like there's something that I wanted to ask you. Um, I don't know how to really ask it. So I, so when you talked about the, I feel like we've already gotten so far, but when you talked about action versus manifestation, what do you think? Okay. Yeah. So taking the first step. Um, but how do you feel that they tie in together? But what do you think is that initial after the first step? Cool. Like how do you tie them together? Does that make sense? It does. And I feel like they tie together even before the first step. I feel like they should be being done at the same time the entire time. Like you said, like manifesting the car by <laughs> C. John said his favorite title. Um, I said, I John, we referenced you a few times. We both thought about you and things you said to come up with this topic. So, yes. But when you so said much, how right? you um, were manifesting, you know, your dream car by building it and envisioning what it looks like and what you'll be like driving it. But at the same time, you were taking the action by seeing how much it costs and seeing what mm. type of steps you need to do to get there. And the whole time that you're planning those steps and the whole time that you are taking those small actions to get the income and to get everything to get there, you're still envisioning yourself driving the car. So I feel yes. like it's so important to do both at the same time. And if we get too hung up on just the action and we're no longer envisioning it for ourselves or we're no longer focusing on our why or our belief level, then that action can become empty. But yes. Wow. without faith or without manifestation is kind of empty. But at the same time, manifestation or having just faith in the universe or God without the action ourself is also empty. So for me, it's yes. like the merge of both. Yes, that is exactly, yes, that is exactly what I was looking for. And I think that is the perfect way to end this live because I do want to say that it's going to cut us off either way at an hour. Um, so before it cuts us, it cuts us off. Um, I do just want to say thank you, Stacey for always, always, always being on these with me, for staying consistent with me on these. And to be completely honest, thinking about um, all of the action steps to get here, I do feel like we pushed each other to get here. And I feel like these lives have helped me grow so much. And to everybody who has been here consistently, I hope they're helping you grow as much as they're helping us grow. Um, and is there anything else you wanna to touch on, Stacey?
Um, I definitely agree with all of that. Um, and I love our friendship and pushing ourselves to grow. And yeah, I feel like every week we get on here and we're like, whoa, like we realize so much about ourselves. And that's truly one reason why I love doing this is not only to share these insights and have these open conversations for all the listeners, but for myself, it's been such a growing experience for myself. Um, And one thing I did want to say about action is that while I was researching, there is a lot, a lot, a lot of resources um, to help you reflect on why you are struggling to take action or maybe why you're not seeing the results you want and some different um, like self-reflection questionnaires and like guided journaling Mm -hmm. to help break those limitations and start to be able to take consistent action. So as always, definitely DM Steph or DM me if you want to talk about this stuff more, but also if you want any of those resources, because I did save some of those links. So I would love to share them with you if you're interested. Yes. And also if you have anything that you want to hear from us, anything that you want us to unpack on these lives, we would love to get some feedback on that. With that being said, I hope everybody has an amazing night. Thank you, Stacey. Thank you for everyone who stayed all the way through. We appreciate you guys and love you guys. And we will see you next Thursday. Thank you. Bye.